Okay, here we go. First episode of Unapologetically Authentic. I want to start it off strong, but before I get into the topic of discussion, I would like to inform the listeners, yes, you, hello, thank you, and welcome again, that I plan to have each of these episodes be about 30 minutes minimum-ish to an hour max. That's what I'm going to cap it at, just because the podcasts that I've listened to are around that length and that's what I want to kind of base it off of. Other topics that I will be discussing in the future include high school relationships, veganism and my journey with that and there's just so much I want to talk about but first, first things first, I want to start off strong. So today I will be talking about depression. Yes, it's a pretty heavy word, and for me, it still is, so I'm going to try to do my best and, like, make this as coherent and have kind of, like, an outline, an outline of how I want this episode to go. Okay, where do I even begin with this? I, so I think that it's really important to just talk about things, and I guess that's why I have my podcast right now. But talking and just having open, honest communication is really important to me and something that I value in another person. So that's a really good quality to have. And I'll start off by saying that I have depression. And I have a therapist. Shout out to Dr. Diaz if you're listening to this. And... Like, my thoughts are really jumbled up right now, so I'm not going to edit any of this out. It's just going to be one shot, one 30-minute or an hour episode talking about depression. But I feel very grateful to live in a day and age and a time where mental health isn't being as stigmatized anymore. So I feel very grateful that I'm 16, I have supportive parents, supportive family, supportive friends, and just a supportive community to talk uh, to talk about this I guess growing up I didn't really see myself as someone who could have depression just because I was so fortunate and I I still am very fortunate and privileged to have and live a very comfortable life thankful for my parents and just all that they've sacrificed for me and my sister and as like in my childhood I was very very outgoing very sociable very kind intelligent and yeah so I just didn't see myself or I just didn't think that I would be a person who could reach a very very low point in her life and use so side note usually when I open up to my friends about okay second side note I feel very comfortable talking about my depression with people just because I'm generally a very open book and an open person. So I also find it really helpful for myself to just talk about it and get that energy out there, but also for the person listening to this because it kind of helps them understand me as a person a bit better. And especially when I connect with someone like that, 
it just strengthens our relationship and then that person in turn feels comfortable talking to me about their struggles which is this is all part of the human experience just connecting with each other and sharing our struggles and easing that burden that we all carry i think a pinterest quote i read somewhere it said something like just because you carry it well doesn't mean it isn't heavy now that's something to think about and i think that's something that i do i carry i carry a lot a lot of weight a lot of emotion and just because it, i carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy and doesn't mean it's like insignificant in a small problem because we all have struggles and problems gosh i i did not bring water so i'm pretty dehydrated but my first point was that yeah i guess i just oh so whenever i open up to a friend about this in person i start crying so much i start bawling my eyes out and it's just a very surreal like emotion that i can't even describe and don't get me wrong i love crying i love catharsis i love getting that energy out of my system because crying i heard that i was watching this instagram story of this person i follow her her name is lily lily l-i-l-l-i dot p-t-z i think p-i-t-z and she was talking about how crying is just a way for your body to release emotion and to release release that something whatever it is that isn't doing you any benefit anymore your body doesn't want it it wants to get rid of it whatever toxic or negative emotion or feeling that may be and we all have our different coping mechanisms in mind one of the huge coping mechanisms that i have is crying it out it just feels so good afterwards And so whenever I talk about my depression to my friends or family, I end up crying a lot. But I think because I'm, like, in this podcast, because I'm talking to myself, I've I've reached more composure. Also, side note, when I end up crying a lot, like, when there's certain days or certain weeks where there's a lot of crying and just unexplained emotion, that's when I'll reach out to my therapist and be like, Hi, Dr. Diaz, can I schedule another appointment with you? just so we could kind of figure out where all this is coming from and unpacking my childhood. I wouldn't say trauma because my childhood is very blessed and fortunate, but still like we all go through certain traumas and different experiences that it's important to kind of reflect on upon and reassess as we get older and grow up in retrospect, just be able to analyze how our past actions have affected us. So I, my, I would say my depression slowly started, I started displaying symptoms of depression during the beginning of quarantine. And I remember just like, how do I say this? I remember not people warning me, but just like people looking out for each other and saying just watch out um look out for each other support each other during these hard times and whatnot and teenagers are a lot more susceptible to depression than any other age just because we have the most going on in our lives am i right teenagers we're at an age where just like so much change is happening within ourselves and within our world especially being a teenager in 2021 
and there's just so much going on. So, the beginning of quarantine around March, April, it was pretty, pretty good. It was a nice break for me to just step back and reassess my life at that time. And I was just very focused on school, very academically driven. But then when quarantine happened and I got that chance to just like take a breather, I kind of explored other sides to myself that I hadn't gotten the chance or the time to before. Or or like I used to make excuses for like not being able to read as much or just like finding my own interests and exploring that side of myself. So, the months after that, I just started feeling very isolated, and I think that's a very normal feeling that all of us as humans, especially as teenagers, go through where we're just trying to fit in, or when we don't fit in to a certain group or a certain program, or we don't, we just don't feel like we fit in then that creates a sense of loneliness and loneliness is like a very very specific feeling and it's very isolating and for the longest time I felt so alone which was not it was almost like an unreal experience because all of my life growing up I didn't really have this feeling of being alone just because I had friends and family and I was involved in like sports and just very sociable person so for me to like have my life just put on hold like life as I knew it just stop because of the world pandemic going on I was just like so confused and everything felt out of balance and For the longest time, I was lonely and I was suffering in silence. So that's almost like, if you're listening right now, I just want to let you know that you do not have to suffer in silence. That There's people that care about you, including myself. So always, you can feel free to reach out to me. I think you can reach me through Instagram DM. Just send me a text message, a DM. And then we can start talking. I'm a very kind person. I like to think that I'm sociable. And so it wasn't until I took the first step. Because I had noticed the symptoms in myself. But I didn't really realize that. I couldn't really describe exactly what I was going through until it exacerbated. It got pretty bad. I also want to mention that I was not suicidal at any time in my life because even though I had reached like a really low point in my life, I cherish and I value the human life. And so it never really got to that point where like anyone was concerned for my safety, but it was more like a concern of my well-being and my emotional well-being and my mental state because that is just as an important factor in our lives as our physical state or our spiritual state so during that time like the really rough times I've had I I would say that all of those spheres of my life were out of balance 
And so when I finally came to the realization, this was around in August. I cried a lot this day. It's a pretty long story. I'm not going to get into it too much because it involves other people, other friends, like past friends and stuff. And that's not what this podcast is about. I don't want to name names. I don't want to put the blame on anyone. This is just my experience. So I'm just going to speak my story and my truth. But there's this certain day in August where I reached out to some people that I thought I would receive support from. And when I didn't receive that support, I was completely devastated. Like all hell broke loose at that point. I started crying so much and then I ended up going home and talking to my parents, having a really open, honest discussion about uh, like that to them. And I flat out said, I think I'm depressed. And that was just like, those words were very difficult for me to say, not because, not because like I had any stigmatization with depression, although maybe like kind of internalized, but I just couldn't, I was almost in disbelief. That was a motorcycle that just passed by in PCH, but it was almost just like I couldn't believe that I was saying these words. And something else I learned is that grief so shout out to Miss Stamper if she's listening to this. Because at the beginning of quarantine, she recommended that her students read an article about grief. There goes the motorcycle again. But I read this article, I think it was from NPR, about how everyone's processing grief differently during the pandemic. And I was like, huh? Grief? What? Because I thought grief meant like, I thought the way that I experienced grief was after my family members passed away. Like my grandma, my two uncles, and the funerals I attended. I thought that was grief. But then I dissected it even further. And we all know that there's like 7 or 12 stages to grief. And the first one is denial. And the other ones are like anger, sadness, all that kind of stuff. So when I was reading that NPR article, I think it was NPR, I'm pretty sure. When I read that, I was just like, wow, I didn't realize grief could be processed in so many different ways. And it doesn't have to be applied to just death. Because I definitely felt all those emotions through of grief during quarantine. I was in denial at first. I was angry at certain points. I was sad a lot of times. I lashed out a lot, too. So it wasn't until that month and that day in August when I came to my parents, I said, I'm depressed. I think I'm depressed and I need to get help. And I would... And they were super supportive. I'm very grateful for my parents and my sister. Shout out to Tiffany if you're listening to this. But yes, then I, they asked, like, what's the best way we can support you during this time? And I immediately said, I want to get a therapist. And oh, gosh, I'm looking at my feet right now. And they're really cracked and dry. I need to put lotion on my feet. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go back now. So, I was very, like, I felt very supported, and it felt like a weight had been lifted off my chest when I flat out said, I think I'm depressed, I think I need to get help, and I would like a therapist. And when I said those words, it, like I said, a weight had been lifted off my chest, so much pressure was gone, because I had finally acknowledged, and I finally came to that realization that I didn't need to go through my emotions, my struggles alone. 
So I, my mom actually ended up calling our pediatrician. And our pediatrician referred us to a website called psychologytoday.com. So I got to like scroll through, look at the different therapists in the area. And I ended up choosing Dr. Diaz because I read her profile and I just immediately knew like, I'm going to like this therapist. I'm going to like this person. We have a lot in common. So I had my first meet, like scheduled therapy appointment with her around in August. So far I've been to three therapy appointments and my next one is this coming Wednesday. Not sure when this podcast will be posted, but I'm just sorry. I'm looking at my feet again. They're very cracked and dry and I need to get lotion when I come home. And I'm already at 17 minutes. I think I'm going to end this pretty early because I've been talking for straight 17 minutes. I feel kind of tired and it's very, it's a nice day out here. Pretty sunny. I feel like I'm getting tired, so I'm going to go home and take a nap. And I will continue this podcast, this, like, segment of this episode. This will be the first part of my first episode of my first podcast ever. So this will be, like, part A, um, depression, and just opening up about my experience. Because I think another thing is, like, when I hear other people's experiences going through similar struggles, it just helps so much. Because sometimes we're unable to articulate how we feel and when we hear someone else say it it's just so much more comforting knowing that we're not in this alone and like someone else feels the same way also quickly want to talk about a book that i've been reading it's called the poetry remedy it's a really bright green book and it's suitable for any condition so this that book is amazing it's definitely helped me a lot and there's poems for every kind of emotion and feeling and it's I just definitely recommend anyone read that book because I can just pick it up whenever I'm feeling like weird or I'm just whenever I feel like it really I just pick up the book look for an emotion look for a feeling and then learn about that feeling learn about the emotion and it's empowering it's very empowering to take control of your emotions because in doing so we take control of our lives Because our emotions and our thoughts don't control us. We control our emotions and our thoughts. So I'm going to leave it at that for today. I hope you enjoyed listening. And see you next time. Take care. Love you. Bye.